Welcome to the Highway Church Podcast. We're excited for you to join us today. To find out more about us, visit highway.com.au. God is good. He is just awesome. You know, we take the time out to actually stop and think about what he's done. You know, you realize how great he is. Um, I have a habit when I, when I, I do these, and I have a habit of, of writing a whole lot of stuff down and, and never sticking to my notes. Um, I wish I did. <laughs> but anyway, I wait, wait for connection. Um, we're in this process of a church of going through a season where we got, believe that God's waking us up from whatever we've, been, we've put down. God's waking us up. And, and if we're going to awake, I don't want to just awake and stand there and do nothing. I want to awake from something that's been holding me back to become awake and then step into something new of God. And, and I want that to be something more than what I had before. And one thing I was thinking about, I want connection. I want connection with God. I want to feel Him in my life. I want to see Him working through my life. I want to go out and talk to people in the street and seeing them saved. I want to see people healed out in the street. I, I want to see the miraculous in my life. And, and I know if you've got, got prayers like that, but I, I've probably prayed that all my life. And I've seen times and seasons where it's happened and other times where it hasn't. But I've still got that hunger in me that I want this connection with God that flows out and touches others. And one way I think it happens is if we learn to abide in Him. There's that word abiding. And, and we've been praying and, and, and singing this morning about, I, I want to see all the promises that you have for me in my life. And we're, we're in here this morning. But can we please not, when we walk out that doors, forget and negate what's happened in here this, today? Can we carry that's the same words that we've been singing this morning, the same thoughts that we've had while we've been in here in the service? Can we carry it into our everyday lives, no matter what's going on, no matter if the kids are screaming beside you, no matter if, you've, if you're not feeling well in your body, no matter what's going on in your life, that I'm going to abide in you and I'm going to stand on those promises no matter what happens because it's in the abiding where the strength comes. It's in the abiding and, and just standing in, on God's word and no matter what happens around you, with the strength of God, you'll find it in your life and you'll find the breakthrough in your life. So if we're going to abide, Jesus, when he came, he talked a lot about abiding in the vine. And that word abiding means to progressively to await, to remain. And I like this one, to lodge. To lodge, to sojourn, to dwell, to continue and to endure in all that God has for us. No matter what happens. When we're going to lodge, it's, it's like uh, when your foot's stuck in, in, a, in, a, in a tree and you can't get it out and you're stuck and no matter what you try and do, you just can't get it out. I want to be lodged no matter what the world pulls against me that I can't get my foot out, that I'm stuck. I'm stuck in this thing and, and God's not going to let me go because I'm stuck. I actually can't physically get out because I'm stuck in where God wants me to be. And no matter if the world's pulling this way or that way, or no matter what's going on, I'm stuck because I'm stuck in Him and it's not gonna, nothing's going to pull me out because I'm stuck, I'm lodged, I'm stuck deep. The vine and the branches. So I'm going to read from John 15 verses 1 to 17. And Jesus says, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes, so that it will be even more fruitful. And, and let me tell you, that's, that's not a, a, a hard thing, that pruning. Um, I, I believe he was talking a lot here to, to, the, to the culture of the day where he's talking to um, the Pharisees and, and saying that the stuff that you're doing is wrong and I'm going to prune that off your life. But He's still going to do it with us now, but back in the context, he was talking to them and saying, you're just living a lot of your life that's even close to where I want you to be, and so I'm going to prune, I'm going to cut it out, 
and I'm going to put you back into the true vine um, so that it will be even more fruitful. You're already clean because of the word I've spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Because apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and it withers. Such branches are picked up and thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Can we believe that? Ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory. I want to glorify him. That you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this, that your joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You're my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. For everything I've learned from my father, I've made known to you. You do not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit fruit that will last. And so whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. This is my commandment, love each other. Lord God, I pray that we would learn what it means, Lord, this morning to abide in you. To abide in you no matter what's going on around our lives, Lord. That we might learn, Lord, to rest in you like a big armchair, Lord God, and just to sit and to abide with you, Lord. No matter what's going on, Lord, we're safe and secure when we learn to abide in the vine. You know, A.W. Tozer wrote, much of our Christianity is like skipping through the corridor of the kingdom, chattering about everything, but learning the true value of nothing. I want to learn the true value of everything he has for me. And I know that happens when I learn to abide. There's nothing like having something come against you and overcoming it and coming out the side in victory. And when you've learned victory, you get a taste of it and you want to have victory again. Not just speaking this and, and, and not living it, but actually living through some hard situations, winning the victory, seeing God move in your life, and then stepping onto the next one because it gives you faith. Your faith rises up within you. See, I, I believe that the victory that we run, we, we, that God run, that Jesus won for us on the cross was total and complete. It's not something we have to, to suddenly get more and more and more victory. The victory is already done, it's already happened. We just have to step into that victory. And, and it's, it's not by striving or, or doing whatever we have to do. It's learning to abide in Him, to, to abide in the victory that He's already accomplished for us and to step into what He has for us, not taking a step back, but stepping into what He has for us. In Ephesians 3.20, it says, and we, we should all know this off by heart, Now to Him who is able to do immeasurably more than we ask or imagine, according to His power that is at work within us. Because if we're abiding and connected to the vine... You know, how does that actually work out? I, I think of two people, and, and I can think of, if you've been in, in Highway for a little while, Highway Gilston or Highway South, as it was called, of David Beaumont, and if you, David, David Beaumont, he was, he was with us for a few years, and then he passed away, but in the, the short few years he was here, his life totally changed. And he, he didn't live an easy life, but he learned to abide, and everything that came out of his mouth was sweet. I think of also... Um, 
Annie Muir, who was with us, and she had cancer, and she, she walked the walk of cancer, and, and, and she, God called her back to heaven. But to the very last breath, when I was visiting the hospital, she's still saying, I'm, I'm healed in Jesus' name. She was never in defeat. She was always in victory. The outward circumstances didn't really dictate what was happening in her body. And, and she wasn't, maybe she was, you know, being a bit too, what do you call it, dismissive of what was going on in her body. But she refused to say that God had let her down. She refused to say she wasn't healed in Jesus' name. She refused to take a backward step. She stepped in even when they were trying to pick her up with, with a, uh, like a sling and try and get her out of bed and the other place. She was trying to walk. She was trying to stand. She was trying to, because she lived, wanted to live a victorious life. But to the very last breath, victory was in her. And I, and I can't help but think, oh, death, where is the sting? There was no sting in her life at all. She learned to abide. And part of her, her abiding was the fact that she was healed in Jesus' name. And you know what the, the amazing part is? From when she took her last breath here on earth and she took her next breath in heaven, she was healed. You know, we all sit, we say, God, why didn't you do it? And like, who knows why it didn't happen down here? But she is healed. She is with him now in paradise, abiding with him forever. Wouldn't you want to do a bit of that down here before you get up there? I'd love to be abiding down here where I learn him. Because one day I'm going to live for him forever and I'm going to see him face to face and I'm, I am going to abide with him. I'm going to abide with him down here as much as I can. Because in John 1.12, it says, To all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. And as children, if you're a parent here, you want to give good gifts to your kids. You want, you want to bless them. You don't want to see them hurt. That's, that's who our God is. You know, in Revelation 3 verse 20, it says, Here I am, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. In John 6, it even says that God is the bread of life. He's going to sustain you no matter what you go through, no matter where you go. And some of you are probably sitting here this morning, you're probably saying, you know, you don't know me. You don't know who I am. You don't know where I've been. You don't know what I've been through. But we all have a choice. And we all have a choice. And this is, I think we should probably do this every morning of our lives and make a choice to just let it go. Um, if you do any counselling, counselling probably don't tell you to be that blunt, but can I say to you this morning, no matter what's happened in your past, you've got to believe that when Jesus died on that cross, once again, it was victory was total and complete. And are we willing to let it go? Because as far as Jesus is concerned, he's already done it. But it's whether are we willing to let it go. And, and, and today, those thoughts that are coming around in your mind, and, and, and maybe you've got um, shame attached to those thoughts. Maybe you've got thoughts where you can, you can, you can see that thing happening again in your, your mind. Well, can I tell you when that happens, let it go, nail it to the cross. If it have to do it again, just nail it to the cross yet again. Nail it to the cross. It's already been done, but this, this battlefield that's in the mind, it's going to keep on going, and, and we're going to build a new pathway where we're going to learn to stand under the promises of God. Let it go. Don't choose to, to step, step back into where you've been, but take a choice. I'm going to step in. I'm going to let it go, and I'm going to step into what God has for me. Step in. God does this to us because he, he wants us to bring the thoughts and the things that hold us back. And sometimes the... the the sins that we hold on to and we can't beat, 
God convicts us. And the only reason he convicts us is because he loves us so, so much and he has compassion for us that he wants us to be victorious. And his grace, he's showing his grace towards us because his conviction leads us to repentance. And that grace is poured out upon us. It's, it's conviction, it is not condemnation because condemnation we know doesn't come from God. And if you're living in condemnation this morning, can I tell you once again, take it, nail it to the cross, say, God, I'm coming under your grace and I'm gonna learn to abide in you. I'm not gonna take a step back. Don't just stop what you're doing. If you're living in something you don't wanna be living in, do not just stop what you're doing. Great, stop what you're doing, that's awesome. But let's not the finish of it. Stop what you're doing and then take a step into something with God. Replace it with something of God. Do not just do what the world does where you decide I'm gonna stop doing this and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm just not gonna stop and that's it. Can you replace it? Can you replace it with prayer? Can you replace it with reading his word? Can you replace it with turning that TV off for 10 more minutes and just sitting there and saying, God, I'm gonna contemplate on you. Will you replace it with stepping out of your comfort zone and doing something you haven't done? Will you replace it with maybe witnessing to that neighbor you've never had before? Maybe it's replacing it with, instead of looking at my circumstances, I'm gonna turn around, I'm gonna bless someone else. And when I do that, God's gonna do something in me. It's not just letting something go, it's actually replacing it with something better that God has for you. Can we all do that? See, believing and abiding are totally different things. I can say I'm a Christian and I can believe I'm a Christian, but to learn to abide in Christ is a totally different situation. Abiding is a lifestyle. Believing is a belief system. We believe something has been done for us and we've got a choice what we do with that. When we abide with him, we walk with him daily. It's not that he just wants us to be saved, which he does, but he wants us to learn to abide with him so that we grow from strength to strength in who we are in him. So you be a Christian by name and not by nature. I want the world to look upon me and say there's something different about me. And I know that becomes from abiding in the vine. Abiding with him. I love what, Paul's, what Paul says. He was an amazing guy. And he says, for me to live is Christ, but to die is gain. He was willing to give up everything he had to be tapped into the vine and to abide in him. Now, we're reading through that, the scripture before. There's a few points I'd like to quickly bring out. And the first one is his word. In verse 7, if we abide in him and his words abide in us, if we align ourselves with what God is saying and what his word says, then I believe that endless possibilities are open to us. But are we willing to open up our, our Bible, to press into all the promises of God and to say, God, I believe in your word no matter what's going on in my life? Because in verse 8 it says, this is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourself to be my disciples. He doesn't want us to be trapped. He wants us to be free. And one of the things we're trapped in do we have our identity in him? Can I ask you this morning, who are you? And maybe you need to ask the question, who am I? Do we find our identity in him? Or is our identity what the world speaks to us? Is our identity in what has happened to us? Is our identity in what I make? Is our identity in our bodies? Is our identity in lots of things? But is our identity in Him? And are we abiding in Him? Do we believe? And if we believe, 
Can we add that? I accept everything he's got for me. And that means to abide in him. And I believe that when you do that, when you believe and you abide in him, then you become. You become the person that God wants you to be. See, your identity. I am who this word says I am. I can do what this word says I can do. That is our identity. But will we step into that identity? Will we learn to abide in him no matter what goes on? That I'm going to abide in who he is and what he says to me. Not just with our ears and mouths that we say it and we hear it. But I believe when we abide, we start to use our hands and we start to use our feet. And we start to walk out the abiding. Because if Jesus is with us and he's abiding, we're abiding in him, then shouldn't we be carrying out the same works and doing the same things that he did? Do you believe that? Do you believe that? Can I challenge us? If that's not us, can I challenge us to abide more in him? Because if we're abiding in him, that should be who we are. That should be what's walking out in our lives. No matter what's happened, I'm going to learn to abide. Jesus, when he was going through his trials and tribulations, he did not take a step back. He pressed in and he abided in God. I, I read about him going to the garden to pray, to spending time alone. He learned to abide in his Father, and so we should abide in him. He sent us his Holy Spirit to come and rest upon us. In verse 10, it says, Abide in my love. If we abide in his love and we know he loves us, that will give us such security that we can rest in him and no matter what goes on, we're safe and secure in his love. It all comes out of love. And, and it's not just the fact that God loves us. It's the very fact that God is actually love. It's not just he makes a choice to love us, but he is love. And so he is always going to love us. It's not a choice of his to love us. He is just pure love. And so we have to realize that no matter where we are, he just loves us. And he wants the best for us. Whoever does not love God does not go God, know God because God is love. It's not just God displays love, but God is love. Is love. He's the originator. He's the source. If we want love, we just come to him, we abide in him. And if we learn to abide in him, then we're going to be covered in his love. It's going to give us security. It's going to give us strength because his love is there for us. His joy. In verse 11, it says he wants us to have joy. An overcoming joy that is our strength. Have, have you ever had that in your life where you've, you've gone through something so tough and you just feel happy? It's, it's really weird that, that you know, you... You've just crashed your car and you're sitting beside the road and you've got this sick feeling in your stomach and then all of a sudden just you get this joy and this peace comes upon you. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter. And that's what we can get from God through as we live our lives, this joy that strengthens us. It's there for you. Will you tap into it? Will you learn to abide in his vine? You're stuck in that stick that you can't get out of and the joy and the love that he has for you is going to flow through you. Uh, if you've lived, been in church for a little while, you know, a few years ago, we had this season where spontaneous laughter would burst out in church. Um, it, was, it was quite hard for the worship leader, Mark. I don't know when you went through that, but you'd be worshiping a song, you'd be up on the stage worshiping and, and trying to bring this holy presence of God in, and all of a sudden laughter would break out in the corner 
and it had spread through the auditorium, and you're the only one singing, and everyone else is just laughing at you while you're standing at the front. It wasn't personal. But it was so good because the strength that it built in people's lives, can you, do you know what that joy is? That joy that's overcoming joy, it's, it's not just a happiness, an overcoming joy that doesn't matter what's happening. I am joyful because of God, and I, I pray that that breaks out in our services. I pray that God's spirit moves in such a way that the joy is going to flood over this place. I pray that, that, that it's going to break out in such a miraculous way that we're going to see healings in the seats as we learn to abide in him. I pray that, that we're going to see people's minds pressing, the reset button is going to be pressed and all the oppression and the depression and everything else that's in your life is going to disappear because God's presence in the house. I'm going to pray that God's going to come and he's going to do miraculous, that the things you've been doing needing for 20 years are, also, are already going to happen. I flicked on my phone the other day and I had it came up, but there's this woman came up and she'd been in a wheelchair for 20 years, hadn't been able to walk, hadn't been able to have children. And, and the pastor calls her up and nothing spectacular in the service. He prays for her and she gets out of a wheelchair and she walks. Those God moments, I pray for those God moments to be here. As, as Claire was praying, you know, we, we've walked a bit of this walk with this couple who... who the, the husband decided to turn away from his wife and to do some stuff that was totally wrong and decided to leave his family behind. And the wife turned to Jesus and prayed. She learned to abide in him no matter what was going on. She, she turned off the TV. She stopped doing what she was doing and every moment she prayed. She read and she prayed and she prayed and she prayed over six months. And do you know what? He came back. He came back. He repented. He came and, and, he, and he won't mind me sharing this. He, he was sitting on, on the bed and he felt so convicted for what he'd done. He, want, he, he wanted to kill himself. It, and it wasn't just a thought. It was he, was he was there. He wanted to do it. And I had the, such a pleasure of sitting there in, in, in this, his couch at his house and praying for him that God would cover him. And, and, and he says with his mouth, I can feel it coming over me. I can feel this presence coming over me. It's washing over me. And, and he's sitting in, the, in this, this couch and he's saying, I can feel God's peace. He said, I can feel the joy welling up within me. And it was instantaneous. It, it wasn't something he had to work through. It was, it was instantaneous. He made a decision to come back and to press into God. And, and God's done a miraculous thing. And I had such a, the pleasure of, with, with the rest of the family standing up and, and recommitting themselves together, remarrying them again, second time round. And they're standing there, as Claire said, with tears, looking in each other's eyes, saying how much they love each other. It was total restoration. So God can do it. If he's done it to them, he can do it for you. And I'm saying that for an encouragement, that God can restore what the enemy has stolen. Will, but will you abide in him? Will you learn not to look upon the situations and the circumstances, but learn to abide in him? Because he is so good. You know, and we learn to abide in him. In verse 5, it says, if we do anything of eternal significance, we have to remain in the vine. I want to do something of eternal significance. So I'm going to make a choice that I'm going to do something that I didn't do before. I'm going to learn to abide in a way that I never did before. You know, um, they say 75% of the illness in our bodies is psychosomatic. And I believe as we learn to abide in him and have his word come into our lives and learn to, to rest in his peace, 
to learn to, to offload the hurts and the fears and the shame and everything else and take on who he is, then I believe that we will see healing in our bodies. I believe that. I believe we, can, we see healings at the front. I believe that too. But I believe as we learn to abide in him, a lot of the stuff we, we're carrying, we don't have to carry anymore because we can learn to abide in who he is. And you know what happens? It frees us up that we can do something of eternal significance for him. That we can say it's happened to me, it can happen to others. Are we going to be the ones who don't just see it, don't just hear it, but we actually walk it out with our feet? That we're going to walk into what he wants, we're going to do it with our hands, that we're going to touch the world around us no matter what's going on, I'm abiding in you, and because I'm abiding in you, I'm going to reach out to others, and, I'm, and God, you're going to touch people because of me. We get to display the fruit of the Spirit. See, it never actually says, when you abide in the vine, and you're the branch hanging on the vine, and can you imagine too, by the way, there's one vine, and I'm stuck in this bit, Claire's stuck in this bit, Tanil's stuck in this bit, Andrew's stuck in this bit, Nick's stuck in this bit, Crispy's stuck in this bit. We're all stuck in the same vine, different branches. It never actually says what the fruit is. Never actually says it, it just says we're going to bear fruit. I don't, I don't know what, what fruit you're going to bear in your life. But I, I sort of believe as we tap into the, the vine, the very sap that's in that vine is going to flow through us. It's going to come up through us. And, and, and if, if we're willing to, to step out and walk out with using our hands and our feet, then it's going to flow through us. And can you imagine the fruit that's going to be in your hands as you stay tapped into the vine? Can you imagine what's going to happen? I don't know what that is. It doesn't say specifically what it is. So do you know what I believe? I believe it's what you need is going to come out of that vine. I believe what others need is going to come out through you because you're tapped into the vine and the branch that you're tapped into, it's, that sap's going to come up. Can you imagine all that love and that joy and that peace and everything else is, is actually flowing up through this vine from the Father who, who tends the soil of the vine through Jesus and then it flows up through us. It's going to go into you. It's going to go into you. But it's not just going to go into you. Can you imagine it's flowing through you now? I'm going to tap in your imagination. Can you imagine that stuff's coming into you this morning? It's coming into you, and it's not just hitting a roadblock, and there's suddenly this fat bit in the stick where it's all boiled up, it's not getting out. But are you going to allow it to flow through you to get to the, the very tips of your fingers, and the very sap that's coming out of the vine is going to flow through me, and it's going to flow out and touch the world around me? Because that, that's what he wants for us. But, but it's only when we abide in the vine it's only when we learn to abide in Him and to stay rooted and grafted in Him because you, you, we, we're, we're the ones, we're the Gentiles. We've been grafted into this vine and grafted in strong and deep so that the sap can flow through us, but not just so we can hold on to the sap, but we can let it flow out through others because if we hold on to this sap, there's going to be no room for more sap. And it's just going to go hard. It's going to go stale. It's going to be stuck in the branch. And the branch is not going to, be, going to grow but if we learn to give it out, I, I, I've got fruit trees at home. Actually, we've got bats at home at the moment. Has anyone got bats at home? They're bad. They're terrible. No, they're terrible. And uh, yeah, I won't say anything else. <laughs> and, uh, but they're terrible things. They keep you up at night. They, they, they drop stuff all over, all over the places they shouldn't. It's, it's just messy, but... My fruit trees bear fruit. If, if they weren't bearing fruit, I, I, I wouldn't call them a fruit tree, I'd just call them a tree. Um, but do you want to be fruit trees? Do you want to be tapped into the vine where you actually bear fruit? Um, so that 
other people, that birds can come and they can sit on your branches and they can eat what you're going to give them. I, I, I want that. I want that to be in, in my life, that I can do something of eternal significance through him. You know, the fruit shows us something else too. It actually shows us who we're connected to. If you can think back on your life, and maybe the fruit you're displaying isn't that good. Maybe if you find yourself doing things you never want to do, and, and we can come and ask repentance for that, but if you're living in a life that's full of anger, that's full of hurt, that's full of everything else, may I encourage you to tap into the vine. That the fruit that you're going to give out is going to be good fruit. It's going to be good fruit that's going to touch the world around you. It's going to build your marriage strong. It's going to build your relationship strong. Your kids are going to grow up feeling secure because the fruit you're displaying is the very fruit of heaven. Your workmates are going to love you because you're working so hard. You're going to be so wise that you're going to speak the wisdom of heaven. You're going to carry the gifts of the Holy Spirit where you're going to touch the world around you and they're going to be changed because of what you carry as you learn to abide in the vine. We can, we've got a choice. We can choose to be invited in, in one vine. It's, it's not as if you're just going to be cut off. I don't believe that we're just going to cut off and sit in no man's land. We're, all, we're attached to something. We're attached to something, and it's a choice sometimes to choose. I'm not going to be attached to this anymore. I'm going to be attached to the true vine. I'm going to allow myself to be grafted in so that all of God is going to flow through me. You know, our choice, as we abide in him and we allow his words to go through us, we'll be changed, we'll be changed, we'll be changed. We can be mean or we can be nice. We can be tight or we can be generous. We can live in fear or we can live in faith. We can walk in hate and envy or we can have joy welling up within us. We can be judgmental or we can be gracious. We can carry shame or we can walk in honour and pride with respect and dignity. And let me tell you, if you're walking in shame this morning, you might feel that, but God is, is saying to you, I respect you. He's saying to you that you're full of dignity. He's saying to you that I'm proud of you. And he honors you for where you are. That is what he says over your life. We can walk in condemnation or we can walk in freedom. We can walk in control or freedom once again. We can walk in curse or blessing. We can be selfish or selfless. We can be generous once again by being selfless. We can be soft. I, I, I don't know, but we tend to get quite emotional when we think about God. I do. I don't know what, what you do. And I'm not saying you have to get emotional, but I pray that God softens me more. That I feel compassion for people when I see them. That when I talk to people, I, I have to talk to them. I, I can't just walk away. We can live for ourselves or others. I love it that when Jesus died on that cross and he went to heaven, and he made an open shame of everything the enemy tries to do for us. And by the way, he preached even to the, the people not in this world, and they had a choice to turn towards him as well. That through that, that victory that he won on the cross, the fruit is going to flow through me. And I'm going to be such a display to people that's not just me. It's not me. Lord God, I, I don't want to be us either. Lord God, I thank you that we have the opportunity to press into you, Lord God. But more than that, Lord God, I thank you that your spirit flows through us. And because he died on that cross and he did all those things for us, he left us the comforter who can come and it can flow through 
the soil, up through the vine, into the branches and out through us, through the Holy Spirit. That that Holy Spirit can live in us and it can be our very breath. Do you want that today? I want that today. So are you willing to cut off some connections that, that shouldn't be there? To say today, I'm going to connect myself into the true vine. And it's not just a one-off statement. I'm going to learn to abide what it means to stay connected. No matter what happens, no matter when I fall, no matter what goes on, I'm going to make the choice to stay connected. I'm going to make the choice to read over your promises and your word and say, they are mine, they are mine, they are mine. I'm going to pray into those things and stand on your word. No matter what happens, I'm going to be an anti-mure that no matter what the outcome is, I am not going to negate your promises. I'm going to stand on them and Lord God, I'm going to thank you that they yes and amen for my life and I'm going to press into all that you have. For Galatians 5, to 23, for the fruit of the Spirit, and this is some of the fruit, is love. If you're sitting here this morning and you don't feel loved, God wants to pour his love upon you. It's joy, it's peace, it's forbearance, it's kindness, it's goodness, it's faithfulness, it's gentleness, and it's self-control. Can we step into all that he has for us? Step into the promises of God to stay connected in him, because if we stay connected in him, then that sap is going to flow up through us, out and touch the world around us. It is going to transform us. It is going to renew us. I wonder what I would have looked like if I hadn't made a decision for Christ when I was 17. I wonder where I would be today. I wonder what my life would have looked like. I wonder what sort of person I would have been. But there was a defining moment where I made the choice where I was going to step into what he has in my life. What would have happened if I hadn't made that choice? And I wonder what stuff I would have had to go on through and whether I'd actually still be alive today. But I'm alive in him. I've got him with me. He's my strength. He's my shield. He's everything I need. Can I encourage you? If you've never made that decision, step in to what God, who God wants you to be. Step into him. And don't just step in. And this is for all of us. Are we going to say this morning, we make this decision to become Christians. Now I'm asking you to not just be a Christian, but to be an abider, to abide in him. That we're not just going to make that faith statement, we stand over the line and we walk over the line. But now I'm making a choice, I'm going to abide in you. I'm going to abide in you. I'm going to abide in you. And each and every one of you, that's going to look a bit different. But will you listen to what God wants you to do? And you know what God wants you to do. I don't have to tell you that. I can guarantee you know what God wants you to do. And are you going to abide? Are you going to stand in and say, God, I'm going to abide in you. I'm going to, that hook has got me. It's got my foot. And Lord, I'm not going to allow this foot to come out of your vine because the sap that's going to come through that vine is going to flow through me and it's going to strengthen me. And and I'm going to live my life the best for you. Can we all stand this morning? God, I pray for us all. That God, as we stand here, as I said before, we would see a good God in front of us. And God, because you're so good, 
that we would know that we can actually trust you. You're not going to let us down. You know what's best for us and you're going to be there for us. So God, I'm going to take my life and I'm going to graft it into that vine. And Lord, I am not going to let go because you're not going to let go of me, Lord, and I'm not going to let go of that vine. Because God, I want the sap that flows from you to flow through my mortal body, to flow through my spirit, to flow through my soul, to heal me and to restore me. That God, Lord, I might be a, a branch that has no hindrance for your spirit, Lord. And it's gonna flow through me, through my very being, and it's gonna go out and touch the world around me. So God, Lord, I pray that for every person, for all of us today, that God, Lord, as we learn to abide in you, Lord, we would see such growth. Can you imagine? that branch, can you see the new shoot starting to come out today? Can you see that little green leaf starting to sprout? That newness of life and, and something new and something fresh is starting to sprout as you learn to stay connected. And can you see that little leaf and that, that little stick growing and, and becoming a strong branch that can bear much fruit as we stay connected in Him? So God, Lord, come, Lord, I pray, Lord, for a restoration, Lord, of everything that's been stolen, Lord God. And I pray, Lord, that God, even now, Lord, that we would feel the very sap of heaven coming up within our bodies, Lord, and restoring us and renewing us. That marriages would come back together. That prodigals would be reunited. That sons and daughters would come back to their mothers that there'll be a restoration of everything the enemy has stolen because he is a liar and a thief. So God, we choose, Lord, to rest upon you. We, we throw off those lies this morning. And we believe in the promises of you as we stand in your word, that you're always here for us, never leaving us, never forsaking us, always all over us. God, you're an awesome God. So Holy Spirit, come once again, brood over us this morning. Brood over us this morning we might feel the very presence upon us as we stand here today. Changed, renewed, glued into you. In Jesus' name, amen.